Hi, I'm Lydia. I'm the Chief Nonfiction Editor and the Marketing Director for The Tower, and I'm talking today with Emily Heilman, who is a Global Studies senior this year, and she's going to be reading her fiction work, Vandals, that was submitted to The Tower 2020. Awesome. All right. Uh, So, Vandals. Neither of them really cared about getting caught. At least, Nash didn't, or so it seemed. Daniel tried to ignore the heavy feeling of his hands, the blue can of spray paint feeling even heavier. He tried to ignore the shakiness in his legs, bouncing on the balls of his feet. He gave Nash a side glance. Nash was examining their canvas with a discriminating eye. They were down on oak at the bridge that crosses the shallow part of the river. It was summer. The crickets chirped loudly, but hidden in the reeds, the frogs were even louder. Everything was dark around them, except for the single street lamp that stood at the corner of the road down the block, and the light of the waning moon that drifted in and out as the clouds moved east. Daniel watched Nash eye the abutment as if he were doing a maze with only his eyes, like he was constructing a tag before paint ever hit brick. Their canvas was certainly not blank, The chipping brick was covered in faded and overlapping words, some with sharp edges and multiple colors, some simple phrases done quickly and for political purpose, a few haphazard dicks here and there. It wasn't much of a gallery. People weren't likely to take notice or care about the things painted there. But it was tradition, Nash had said. At least it had been Nash and Alex's tradition before Nash and his mom lost into a locked bathroom door in a Smith & Wesson. Daniel shifted from foot to foot and shook the can a little. Know what you want to paint? Nash didn't look at him, but squinted at the canvas and stroked his short beard. Not sure. Might just do my signature tag. He shrugged and began doing just that. Nash got to work, and Daniel looked down at the can in his own hand. Never had he done something this blatantly illegal. This was the first time he had seen someone do something like this without batting an eye. Nash was quite a bit shorter than Daniel, but he carried himself in a way that made him seem wizened with age unearned. He wasn't that much older, maybe six or so years, but his small eyes, beard, and the permanent lines on his face gave Daniel the impression that he had seen some things, even if he wasn't sure of what or how true that was. Daniel had gone off to college, sure, and had gotten out of this little town, but Green Bay wasn't that far from here and it's not even that big. Daniel said yes to this excursion after Nash had introduced himself at the arcade and they played a few times on Daytona USA because he had been feeling that whatever it was Nash had seen in his life, he had to say it to someone. And somehow Nash picked Daniel to say it to. Daniel wondered why and figured it had something to do with Alex, but the older guy hadn't mentioned him. Daniel only knew about Alex because he had been two years ahead of him in school. He'd been a real popular guy his junior year and was the talk of all the girls in Daniel's freshman class. He certainly made waves before and after he was gone. Daniel popped off the lid to his can of spray paint. He wasn't sure what was expected of him, but if he was going to vandalize public property, he was going to do it his way. In his drawing class, he had preferred drawing birds over anything else. The scarlet ibis was his current favorite. The long beak and existential eyes amused him. But more than that, Daniel admired the way the sun shone through their wings in the sky, pink and translucent. He could never get the wings just right, But who would care about a shoddily painted bird under a bridge in the middle of nowhere? It's just vandalism. Thank you for reading that. Um, Do you kind of want to just get into maybe like what inspired this piece? Like what kind of gave you the spark of creativity for this? Well, as a writer, I generally need to be forced to write to get anything out. Uh, So I have decided 
started taking the uh, uh, fiction writing classes here at the U. And so this was just born out of one of the prompts in uh, that class. That's fun. Yeah. And then like, I was noticing some themes as I read it of themes of like family of loss and kind of a process of grieving. What are some other themes that you touch on with this and with your other works? I like to focus on themes of like what happens after tragedy and loss, because life still goes on for these people and loss has profound effects on the people like who lose people or who lose things that they want in life or lose their dreams and that sort of thing. And so I wanted this piece to sort of be, how does this character uh, deal with the loss of his brother, like in the years following that? And how does that affect uh, new relationships, especially his relationship, uh, Nash's relationship with Daniel, uh, who is sort of the pseudo younger brother figure? And how does Daniel react to kind of being that person and how does your loss affect other people in your relationships with them yeah definitely I think that's interesting you bring up uh their relationship because I thought that was the, probably the most compelling part of the story is just how you kind of develop them in opposition to one another do you kind of want to uh expand on those two characters and how they complement each other sure uh so Nash is kind of this character who is sort of self-aware of the way that he is grieving and this sort of like, I know that I miss my brother Alex and that he meant a lot to me. And I know I am probably projecting this loss on him, but you know, he's doing it anyway. He knows that it's probably not a great deal for him to, to be putting this on this kid essentially. And Daniel is sort of developed in a similar way that he kind of gets the idea that maybe this is something that is happening, that he is just using me to get over this grief. But at the same time, he is young and he hasn't seen the world and he's from the small town. And uh, there are other parts of the story that I had written before that are like canon in my head that like didn't get published and like what his home life looks like and why he would need or want an older brother or that sort of wizened authority figure that Nash gives. What is your writing process like? It seems you might like write more than you actually ended up submitting. Yeah, so my writing process is a lot of, I'm going to word vomit all of this, or, you know, if I actually can like get in the mood to write or like have an idea, it's easy for me to keep going off of that and just get it all out there and then maybe never look at it again. <laughs> or, uh, in this case, I, you know, I really wanted to take a step out there and be like, well, maybe someone should read something I wrote. I think this is all right. You know, I'd love to see what other people think that. So when I submitted it, I submitted, I think there's about five pages of this. And through the editing process, me and the editor with the tower that was helping me through this was like, okay, here are the most important parts of this that we think are like the most compelling and here's what is kind of filler or like things that they read. It's always good to have another pair of eyes to do that and see that. That doesn't mean like any writer should always save that writing because, you know, I think all writing is sacred. And if you put it out there and if you put it on uh, paper, that is something that was born from you and you should be proud of that, whether it, you know, doesn't get published or if it does get published. 
Yeah, definitely. Do you kind of want to like tell me about the process of submitting to the tower? Was this your first time? Yeah, this was my first time. Uh, I really just hate being afraid of things. <laughs> so I was like, wow, I really hate the idea of anyone reading my writing ever. So I should probably <laughs> publish it, right? Uh, so I had some friends who were also very into writing. Uh, one of my friends uh, writes a lot of lovely poetry and was published at her last college. So I said to her and our other friend, hey, we should just write. Like, I need someone to make sure that I am putting myself out there and that I am, you know, trying new things. And so they were like, cool, let's do that. Uh, and we all submitted and my piece ended up getting picked and a great feeling. Yeah, definitely. Do you have creative uh, aspirations like after college or what are you looking at to further your writing? Yeah, there's always that idea in the back of my head or, you know, in the back of a lot of people's heads. I'd love to get out there and like be a writer and get famous as a writer or, you know, those sorts of things. But I don't think my writing practices are that sustainable. <laughs> Most of my writing has been born out of, oh, you need to write for a grade, which, you know. Not as good a motivation as any. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping to sort of build up that intrinsic motivation to write. Um, but if I do get the opportunity to continue writing after college, I would love to like write for video games or cartoons. I feel like, like those sorts of stories are like artwork not just in like the written portion and that there are, is the whole like colored world out there if you've ever seen the cartoon network short series called over the garden wall like mm. totally this weird ethereal forest and elijah wood is the main character and you're like this is not your hobbit voice and it's just such a colorful and strange world that doesn't question itself. And then like, I love uh, Skyrim is uh, probably my favorite game ever, uh, just because there's this whole huge world and there's so many intersecting plots and all the things that the people in that world say are weird and some people are annoying, but they're so real and they have their dialogue and the voice actors who play them really bring it to life. Yeah, yeah, for sure just kind of going into like what kind of genres do you normally write in then even like taking this video game area into consideration yeah funnily enough I have never written fantasy <laughs> <laughs> well maybe that's not necessarily true I've never finished anything in fantasy but um it's always sort of and like an idea I play with I do write a lot of things similar to Vandals where that's just very based on real life and very based on like a scene or a mood over like an actual plot, which, you know, isn't helping me get towards those cartoon writing dreams, but at least I'm writing. <laughs> I'll get there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you kind of want to, going in a different direction, do you kind of want to talk about how like current events and the current state of the world and everything have affected your writing and creative process? Let's see. COVID for sure has, it impacted a lot of my life that I didn't, you know, no one really saw it coming or, mm -hmm. you know, unless you're reading like tweets from 2012 or 2016 that weirdly predicted this, but it changed a lot of my life in ways that I didn't expect. And 
when it was a very emotional time and I think a lot of my writing is born out of times where I am being emotional which is definitely not a sustainable way to write things <laughs> but um, ultimately to me writing is a way of self-expression and when I am feeling particularly expressive <laughs> those things sort of come out and there's more writing to be done so yeah the beginning of COVID was very hard uh, for myself and my family so there was a lot of shorter works or uh, bits of prose born out of that. So what are your plans for postgrad then? Yeah <laughs> what are they? <laughs> That's a good question. So originally I wanted to get a job teaching English abroad because then mm. I could live my youthful life and go see the world and also sort of kind of get paid for it. Uh, that was a questionable <laughs> opportunity at this moment in time, especially with the resurgence in uh, the pandemic. So right now, I'm hoping to have a job that helps me stay creative and will make me money to pay off my student loans. I'll still probably look into teaching abroad, but we will see. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any advice for like uh, writers or creators? Probably in the same line of how I first got published in this wonderful magazine of yours. Do the hard things. Always, if you're afraid to do it, you probably should do it. And you should probably tell someone you're afraid to do it so they can make you do it. Uh, just continually share it. Find people who are willing to push you and willing to keep you accountable. Accountability, at least for me, is what keeps me doing things that I wouldn't expect of myself and keeps me on my toes. I think that's a really good, uh, really good response and really good advice for sure. Yeah, I don't have any other questions. I really appreciate the time you took to uh, spend on this interview and everything and like your reading. I really appreciate that. Thank you. I hope you submit to the tower this year. Already have. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right. I look forward to reading your work. Thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you.